Super Talk Mississippi media production. Find your new ride at Kia McCombs all-new location at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Come find out why McComb loves Kia McComb at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Right on the corner, right on the price. You're listening to the Rebel Report Podcast, where it's all Ole Miss all the time. Here's your host, Michael Borky. All right, welcome into the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. You guys are with me sitting on Radio Road SEC Media Days. I am using a $19 lapel mic that I bought on Amazon. So hoping that the audio is good enough for you guys uh, to listen to. It's, it's kind of a test run here. But uh, Greg Sankey just went, and there's a few things that he said that I want to talk about. Uh, some might bother you. Honestly, there was one thing that he said in particular that stood out to me that um, drives me crazy. So we'll talk about that and more with you right here on this edition of the Rebel Report. If you're listening on the website, if you're in browser, we appreciate you checking out supertalk.fm. We're always glad that you're on the website, but you shouldn't uh, listen to this there. Pull out your phone and your favorite podcast app, search Rebel Report, and subscribe and leave a rating and a review. Also follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. At Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y. So let's start with the thing that uh, I've got. I've got a handful of notes actually from uh, his time, but the thing that stood out to me the most, and I understand why he has to say stuff like this because he's the commissioner of the SEC, and you can't openly talk about discrepancies and enforcement of rules and playing fields being unlevel. But he did. Uh, when he was going through what's wrong with NIL and who needs to fix it and all that stuff, he did say one line where he mentioned that we, the collective we, are accustomed to uh, uh, everybody playing on the same playing field, that everybody is operating under the same set of rules or was operating under the same set of rules and that has changed recently because of state laws. And I got a really good laugh. And the guy sitting next to me also kind of laughed as well at the idea that college sports has been fair. <laughs> Everybody's been operating on the same playing field this entire time until state laws change things. Now, again, he's the commissioner of the SEC. He has to say stuff like that. But when you, I mean, last week got such a dramatic discrepancy in enforcement of rules between Tennessee and LSU and the Old Miss case and Mary Horton Baylor, for example, had to vacate a national championship because their coach let a player borrow his 2006 Subaru. We've never been on a level playing field. It's never been like that. And, and for him to stand up on that stage and say that it's been like that cracks me up. I know that's what he has to say because it's a political position as well. But uh, but give me a break, man. The same week that Tennessee got a not even a slap on the wrist, a little tickle on the wrist, uh, considering what they got caught doing, to say that on that stage is funny uh, to me. It's really funny to me. So we'll uh, we'll get into the rest of, of what I think here uh, from his speech, the state of the SEC, after I mind you, the podcast is brought to you by Ben's Business Systems. Check them out online, absns.com. That is the website if you're in the market 
or office technology and you're located anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi. Anywhere in Mississippi, your business is important for office technology. Check them out online at absms.com. And if you tell them I sent you, you get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what, what you need and what your budget is, and they will find a solution for you on the absms.com. Just an internet connection, and that is it. It's a refreshing change from having three different apps like I used to have at my previous bank. Priority One Bank making you their priority. So a handful of things. Uh, one that stands out to me a lot, actually, is, is how this offseason is quite normal compared to what we're going to do with next year. He stood on that stage and kind of reminded everybody of that. So now we have a normal offseason. The SEC looks the exact same. Next year's totally different. Divisions are going away completely. A welcome change. He was asked about that, and I agree with his reasoning. It's it's simple, right? If you were to stick with divisions and just add Texas and Oklahoma to the west and say move Missouri to the east, or excuse me, move Auburn to the east and put Missouri and do all that shuffling but keep divisions, you wouldn't have a conference anymore because you, your team, Ole Miss, would play at Florida once every 16 years, if the math works out correctly, and that's not a conference anymore. That might as well just be one of your non-conference games. You play Texas Tech more often than you play Tennessee, and that is just wrong, and so I'm, I'm, I'm glad that's happening. He confirmed that that is part of the reason why also balance as well, because uh, we have discrepancies in how good divisions are. Missouri won the East multiple times. That would have never happened in the West, and so that's going uh, away. Playoff is expanding. Texas and Oklahoma joining playoff expanding. That is a, a huge change going into next season. So normal offseason here, dramatic change next year in college football. Talked a lot about NIL. As I said to you guys yesterday, and it, it's a tired conversation. People are sick of having it. I'm sick of having it, if we're being fully transparent with you. I'm fed up with having that conversation, but it's such a necessary one because it is such an important thing in college sports. It's why coaches stay or leave in some cases. You guys remember the Wayne Kiffin-Auburn thing where Chris Lowe said if Wayne leaves in parts because Auburn has more NIL money and a bunch of Ole Miss fans raised a bunch of money. and So that's part of the coaching conversation now. It's definitely part of recruiting. It's part of roster retention. We've talked about Quinshawn Judkins and everybody <coughs> everybody's pursuit of uh, Quinshawn Judkins and Ole Miss was able to pay him a bunch of money, which is what they're doing, uh, to keep him on their roster. So it's, it's coaches staying and going. It's recruits coming or going somewhere else. If your player's staying and going, it is a very important, albeit boring and exhausting conversation that everybody is having, and he talked about that. Uh, he said he doesn't want to take away NIL. I like part of what he's saying, but not everything. He doesn't want to take away NIL. He called it a net positive for players, and that is absolutely accurate. This line of thinking that NIL is bad for the players, as some people have said. It's bad for the players. No, it's not. They're making money. It is not bad for them. There are things about it that are 
bad for them. And thank you touching on that, I, I thought was important. That when you're trying to reform and make changes, the effort shouldn't be to roll it back completely because number one, it'll never happen and you're losing court anyway. But number two, the players are making money and that is a net positive uh, for them. But he did bring up a couple of things you know, that, that are, I don't know if plaguing the sport is the right thing, uh, but one of which is less of a problem, I think, than others. One, he talked about promises uh, being made and not being fulfilled, which leads to issues. Well, here's a, a simple solution, Florida. Um, don't promise $13 million to a quarterback. Really, that's simple. You don't run into issues with the quarterback if you don't promise him $13 million. Maybe you just, I don't know, uh, don't do that. So, so that, I understand why he mentions that. I get it. But that's up to the schools and their collectives to not be reckless and stupid with what they promise. Only promise things that you can deliver on. That seems kind of like a pretty simple solution there. But he did talk about agents and how there are bad actors involved in this. And if you have followed recruiting closely, you you certainly know that dozens and dozens and dozens of stories of handlers, you know, maybe an uncle that enters a kid's life that shouldn't. The handlers especially, I think, are such a problem where you've got people that have their hand out, in a lot of cases don't even know, have no idea, um, or the players don't even know that this is happening, um, are mooching, if you want to use that, off of these kids, quote-unquote protecting them and handling their recruitment for their own financial benefit, steering kids to places they don't want to go because of their own financial interest. And it's it's a pathetic thing. I think it happens all the time. You guys know it happens all the time. It is far too frequent. It happens in Mississippi, very prominently in Mississippi. And, and you've got guys that are making money steering players to schools they don't even want to go to. And so having a registry of some kind a regulatory thing when it comes to agents is a good thing. Who enforces that? I don't know. Who sets it up? I don't know. However, that would be a that would be a good step to clean up recruiting. Not really clean up recruiting. It would make it more transparent. Money here, player here, no agent that actually isn't an agent that is using the players for his own personal benefit. That happens far uh, too often. Here's my issue, my biggest issue, and, and maybe he's right, and maybe there's absolutely no solution whatsoever, but he brought up this patchwork of state laws that are all competing against each other to remove regulations and remove regulations and keep removing regulations uh, to give their schools and their state the best chance to be competitive in recruiting in the NIL space. And he said the only solution is congressional intervention. That the only people that can save us is the United States Congress. And he's been involved in these discussions for years, and so maybe he's right. But hearing the commissioner of the SEC, the richest, most powerful conference in college sports, stand on a stage to a couple thousand media people and their own television network 
say that the only people that can save this is the United States Congress is so discouraging to me. I can't even describe it adequately. Begging and pleading Congress to, to fix this is such a risky and foolish endeavor. They can't do their own things correctly. They can't govern our country the right way. They can't agree on anything. They are an embarrassment. And yet we are asking them to, to say all oh, those things. That, that scares me to death. And, and I don't like it. And especially hearing him say at the end of it that he has not spoken to the collective collective, which is a funny thing to call it, but they've yet to speak to seven of the most powerful collectives in all of college sports that are trying to band together to, to form regulation and make things happen and haven't spoken yet. It's going to at some point. But they haven't spoken yet. Why not? And will you be receptive to what they have to offer? Because if you think that Congress is the only way that's going to save it, then you're essentially saying these guys are wasting their time. I don't think they're wasting their time. I hope uh, things change in that direction because they need to. I found that out, honestly, that he hadn't spoken to them yet. Otherwise, to the clock rules aren't going to impact games much. He's probably right. I still think they should have addressed halftime length and things like that first, but whatever. We've already talked uh, about that. And uh, does not seem eager at all to expand the SEC. He was asked about it. He was really dismissive of the potential of expanding here in the near future. I'd say that he's looking at uh, other conferences and maybe what they do and that essentially the SEC is not next. If somebody else expands, then that's going to possibly change their approach. But right now, doesn't care. Has no interest uh, in expanding. Things change rather quickly. Ask Texas A&M how that, how that feels when uh, when they think that they're the only one. Everything's set in stone. Boom, a bomb gets dropped on us. Uh, media Days will be in Dallas next week, by the way. So, there's a few thoughts from, uh, from Greg Sankey's speech today. And, uh, yeah, politicking is really all it is. Save us, Congress, your only hope. Horrible message. It's a losing one, but it is the one we got. So, thank you guys for tuning in. Talk to you again tomorrow. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.